hello, hello, hello. What is going on, everybody? Beautiful day in eastern Pennsylvania today. We have hit the 70s uh, in terms of degrees Fahrenheit for all the people out there that may be listening where you don't uh, consider your temperature in Fahrenheit. 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Can't do the Celsius in my head right now. Can't do the conversion. I'm not smart enough for that. But let's go. Uh, This is the All In Man Cave podcast, and welcome to all the new listeners out there uh, and everybody else as well. The NFL is popping off right now, uh, and baseball spring training has officially begun. I know I told you guys this week we were going to do a podcast, an MLB update podcast. Uh, Tim and Ty are going to come back on, but that's not going to be until next week. Uh, We pushed it back. Uh, Baseball is popping off, uh, so we're going to do one giant podcast uh, on the MLB and what's happened since baseball has officially been back on in terms of having a season. Uh, so look, for, uh, please look forward to that next week. Uh, shooting for Monday or Tuesday, but uh, we'll get Tim and Ty. I'll round us all up and we'll get on the baseball train because spring training happened. Uh, just scrolling my phone, looking at stuff on DraftKings. Uh, you're able to bet on spring training games. Not going to do that. That seems like absolute suicide. Uh, so no, 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 there will be no betting advice for spring training baseball games. Uh, unfortunately, first game of the year for my Minnesota Twins, still considered my Minnesota Twins. Uh, they lost 14-1 to the Boston Red Sox. No surprise there, to be honest. Uh, but l- l- we're going to do some more free agent stuff today, uh, NFL stuff. There is a crazy amount of drama. A- and honestly, uh, if, if anybody out there listening to this has followed the NFL for the past, I don't know, let's say seven to ten years, there's always two big stories that seem to break the internet Uh, and I use that phrase often but but like breaking the internet means that when you see the update on your phone uh, you literally lose your mind and have to research it Uh, my girlfriend and I were out last night uh, for a little adventure grabbed a drink grabbed some dinner uh, and to my phone I see crazy updates which we'll talk about uh, in this podcast but it's just one of those things where you see it on your phone and your face just drops so let, let's start. I saw I took a few things from our last podcast this past Tuesday. If you did not listen to that podcast, wherever you listen to the All in Man Cave podcast, go back in the feed, check it out. Uh, but since Tuesday, there's been a few things I've taken from the NFL media, some of the stuff that I've seen, uh, and 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 I'll I'll tell you exactly how I feel about the certain things that I've taken uh, that are pretty polarizing. Not to be not to be too frank about it, to be honest, but. Uh, I got a few things there, and then we'll go over some of the new free agents that have signed since Tuesday, uh, kind of that type of impact, as well as some players, some pro- some surprising players that have been released from some of these teams and still have yet to be signed. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, uh, today it's March 18th. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, it feels like spring. Uh, March 18th, it's a Friday. So depending on when you listen to this, some of the some of the these players that I talk about may have uh, found their new NFL homes, uh, and that's cool, Uh, but as of right now, they haven't, which is pretty interesting. So let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo, and and this is, and I've watched this a lot. I I told you guys multiple times that I listened to Guy Haberman and John Middlecoff uh, on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. They talk a lot in terms of the San Francisco 49ers. They're based out of the Bay Area. Uh, an awesome podcast would definitely recommend uh, for people out there looking for other sports podcasts to listen to. 
Uh, they're awesome. Uh, and sh- uh, I'm going to give John Middlecoff a shout out. He answered my my question uh, for his mailbag uh, for his own personal podcast, the three and out podcast. So thank you, John, for the, my, your your awesome response on my Kirk Cousins question. Uh, I appreciate it. So shout out there. It, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty polarizing right now if you're anywhere near San Francisco or if you're just a 49ers fan in general. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't seem like leading up until free agency that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be on the 49ers come, the, come this upcoming NFL season. It seemed like the 49ers were going to steer away from him in terms of their direction of the football team uh, and either trade him, unload him, do something with him uh, before free agency, better yet, halfway through. And I'm just saying halfway through because a lot of the moves in free agency, free agency happens up until the draft. And it can and it can continue to happen, and players can be signed. But most of the players are signed in the first week. Teams don't want to sit on potential players that can fix parts of their of their units that they're seeking to get players for. Whether that be a defensive pass rusher, whether that be a linebacker, whether that be a quarterback, or any other position that can help football teams out there. Uh, and my Minnesota Vikings have done little to nothing so far in free agency. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, until today, they weren't even able to uh, because of their current cap situation. But we'll talk about the Vikings either at the very end of this podcast or at a different time. But Jimmy Garoppolo and and, and the reason Jimmy G, there's two big reasons why Jimmy G has not found a new home yet in the NFL. Uh, one of the reasons is Deshaun Watson, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, it seems like Jimmy G's destination is going to be based on where Deshaun Watson ends up wanting to play or ending up. Uh, and it's more wanting to play considering he has a no trade clause and he will only approve teams that he wants to play for. Uh, but the other thing is Jimmy Garoppolo just had surgery on his shoulder. Uh, and he will not be able to throw a football until about July 4th. So teams that are looking for Jimmy G to be a starter on their football teams, uh, it's it's not going to happen, and you will not be able to see him throw before July 4th. And that's a lot of faith that you have in Jimmy Garoppolo for his rehab to go well, for him to have zero setbacks, and for what you have to give up to acquire him. It's going to be very interesting to see what teams are willing to take a chance on him. Uh, And it's going to be the team that's currently in the worst current position at the quarterback position that's going to be willing to take on Jimmy Garoppolo and the question marks that come with him as a football player. So that's the reason he hasn't moved yet. The injury is a huge issue. He won't be able to pass any type of physical, uh, which I believe is required in any trade. Uh, or whenever you sign a contract, I believe that it, there's a requirement that the player must pass a physical. And I don't think it's possible to pass a physical as a quarterback if your arm is in a sling. So Jimmy Jimmy G's got to figure this out, and not him personally, because he's already done the thing he needed to do, which is have the surgery on his shoulder that he needed to have repaired. But it's going to be interesting to see how how long it takes Jimmy G to sign after Deshaun Watson chooses his destination. And I think that it's going to fall in place relatively quickly right after that happens. 
There's a few teams out there that are still seeking a quarterback. You, you have the the Indianapolis Colts who need a quarterback. You have the Seahawks who need a quarterback. You have the the possibly the Browns that need a quarterback, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. But there's a few teams out there that are going to be willing to to throw their fishing line out there to try and grab Jimmy G and make sure they have some solidarity at the quarterback position going into this next upcoming season. But as we steer away from Jimmy G, and we'll keep an eye and see, just just keep keep an eye on Deshaun Watson, because once Deshaun Watson picks his location, Jimmy G's location is going to be known relatively shortly after that. But let's switch to Colin Kaepernick. And I don't know if any of you guys out there have seen it. I know that if anyone receives any type of updates to their phone via ESPN or is pretty avid slash maybe even novice on Twitter. Uh, Colin Kaepernick releases a video of him throwing slash working out, trying to get back into the NFL after more than five years of not playing. There's a lot of people that are that have a lot of crazy hot takes on this. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think that this video was meant to bring up this much uproar in the sports community. Listen, Colin Kaepernick has been trying to re-enter the NFL since he was quote unquote blackballed uh, back when, if you guys did not know or forgot, which is very possible, although unlikely. Uh, he he took a took a knee during the national anthem uh, due to police brutality uh, on African Americans. So listen, nobody can tell Colin Kaepernick he's wrong for what he did. He made a choice. He decided to make that choice. And I agree with Colin Kaepernick that there is police brutality out there, and it does exist. I, I'm not I'm not completely uh, ignorant to the fact that that actually does exist. Now. Was he officially blackballed by owners of the NFL? Absolutely. Uh, the owners gave him little to no. Actually, they gave he, they gave him zero, a zero percent chance to re-enter the NFL after he decided to make that decision. And yes, it's awesome to see Colin Kaepernick throwing the football, still staying active, and and proving that he could possibly have a chance of re-entering the NFL. What are the chances that Colin Kaepernick re-enters the NFL as a starting quarterback or even a backup? Very small. And the reason why it's very small is not because he can't do it. Because I think Colin Kaepernick does have some skills left. Hell, we saw Cam Newton uh, not be able to throw a ball more than 15 yards, start for the New England Patriots for an entire season. So it's not like Colin Kaepernick doesn't have the skills to be a starting quarterback in the NFL however he's fighting against the same thing he was fighting against when he first took that knee uh, during the national anthem and it's against these owners that are gonna try and continue to keep him out of the of the NFL the owners wanted him to just go away after he, they tried to blackball him, that he wasn't going to get a job anywhere. They just wanted Colin Kaepernick to go away because that's what they wanted. Colin Kaepernick continues to not do that, which I give him credit for. He's still standing up for what he believes in. He's still trying to live his dream. Uh, and listen, I, I, I like Colin Kaepernick. I have no issues with the guy. I don't have any issues with his decision for what he did. However... The people out there that are trying to get Pete Carroll uh, with the Seattle Seahawks to just sign Colin Kaepernick and start him, I don't believe that that it's going to be that easy. 
Uh, and and listen, anybody can throw. And I'm listen. I'm not a professional football player uh, by any means, nor am I a professional thrower of the football. Um, but if you post a video of yourself throwing to literally one person and or no one with no defenders, uh, mo- any quarterback could do that. Any third string quarterback on a practice squad or any quarterback on a practice squad that's not even a third string quarterback can throw the ball to someone that's not being covered by anyone, nor is there a pass rush. So I'm not really interested in diagnosing the film of his workout video that he released, the 47 seconds or however long it was. I'm not interested in, oh, look at his footwork. Maybe he really can be a quarterback in the NFL. We're only ever going to know if he gets a shot. And I think that Colin Kaepernick deserves a shot, to be quite honest with you. He offers something that not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL currently offer. Someone who can throw the ball with a decent arm and is relatively unstoppable when 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 scheme uh, is involved with him running the football. I still remember I was a, p- a pizza delivery guy for a local pizzeria in my town. And I remember delivering on uh, the, I believe it was the playoff game. It was the Packers against the 49ers a long time ago. This was probably, I would say, eight, maybe eight, nine years ago. I might be a little off with with the time, but I remember delivering and wanting to watch that game, but everybody kept ordering food, so I had to keep delivering delivering to all these different houses in my local town at the time. Uh, but it, it was it was captivating what he was able to do outside the pocket, be able to run and be mobile and be elusive uh, to multiple high-scale, high-caliber defensive players uh, to make them miss and run for a decent amount of rushing yards in each game as a quarterback. But he was also able to throw the football. So it, that's something that these teams are going to have to take into consideration. Are you willing to give up 28 29 maybe 30 million dollars for a for a Jimmy Garoppolo for a uh what would have been a Carson Wentz or do you want to because Colin Kaepernick's not gonna no one's gonna pay Colin Kaepernick 30 million nor are you gonna have to to give him a shot he wants his shot and I think it's gonna be it's gonna come relatively cheap so are is somebody going to be out there that's a part of any of these organizations needing a quarterback? Is anybody going to say, listen, this guy, I want to see what he's worth. Let's bring him to camp. We're going to see how many teams are interested in him or if at all, because it seems like this happens for less and less time each season. Uh, last year, he came out, said that he was interested. Uh, I don't think we got a video, but he's come out before each season claiming that he's ready to go and that people should give him a shot. And I think it's about time that Colin Kaepernick gets a shot, if I'm being completely honest. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. We'll go to the proposed overtime rule by the Tennessee Titans. So there's a lot of hubbub out there uh, in the NFL news about what we're going to do with overtime, whether it be in the regular season as well as the playoffs. So everybody is so focused and, and stuck with the horse blinders on on both teams getting an opportunity in overtime, which I'm not opposed to. Uh, I think both teams should get an opportunity. It would be it would be more fair to some of the teams that lose a coin toss and lose on the first drive. There's people that feel 100% against that. There's people that are 100% for it. I understand. I can see it from both sides. Uh, either or would not really destroy my life and or would make me feel some type of way. Uh, however, the Titans have proposed as a team a new rule to overtime. And I think it's quite interesting, and I might be a fan of this more than a fan of 
both teams getting an opportunity. So what the Titans have proposed is that if the team, so the team that wins the coin toss, uh, if they receive, they will choose to receive the football. If they go down and score and also get a two-point conversion successfully, they will then win the game. If they do not get that two-point conversion, the other team has the opportunity to then go down and score and then kick kick an extra point to officially then win the game. This is very interesting, and I love it. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and we've seen a lot of changes in the NFL the past few years with some of the younger coaches that have come in, with some of the offensive minds that have sprouted from some of these coaching trees all around the NFL, all throughout college, or even uh, in other leagues, the Canadian Football League, what have you. There's coaches that come from any everywhere and have experience from basically anywhere. If you choose to go for two and don't get it, you are leaving yourself vulnerable in this situation to then lose the football game because you tried to win the football game. Similar to if you go for a fourth and one in your own territory in a big spot in a big game against a big opponent. I love this idea amazingly 100%. I think this should be the new role for for overtime. I think we're going to see a lot of different type play calls in overtime because of this rule and I think it makes it a little bit more interesting as well as it doesn't really take away the ability of the other team to then go down and have the opportunity to 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 actually possess the football and tie and or win uh, but it gives them a little bit of 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 backbone there to be able to stop this this opposing team on this two point conversion, and then they know they have they, they still have a shot. So it's something to play for, and you're going to see overtimes become a little bit more exciting if this becomes the new role. I haven't mentioned anything about the 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 Apple Podcast reviews or or subscribing to to the podcast, but uh, you guys know my Twitter at All In Man Cave Pod, as well as the iTunes reviews. Anywhere you can leave a review, my Facebook uh, Cole Hate C O L E H A Y D T D as in dog T as in Tom. Listen, if you how do you guys feel about this OT? Please let me know somewhere. Uh, tweet at me, uh, send me a direct message on, on Facebook, uh, leave a review in on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts if you can. I, I want to know how you guys feel about this overtime. And if you listen to my podcast and I see you either at work or you're one of my friends, just let me know uh, because I want to know how people feel about this overtime thing because I think this is very, very polarizing. And I think this is going to be a huge decision for for the NFL to make uh, because a lot of people have a huge issue with the current way that that overtime is set up. And I think this is going to be a happy medium between people automatically giving the opposing team uh, an opportunity, regardless of if they win or lose the coin toss and what the Titans have proposed. So let me know what you think. Uh, feel free, but I currently stand on the side of let's go with the Titans and let's have teams try and score touchdowns and get two-point conversions. And you know that not everyone's going to be able to go down an OT and score automatically. Uh, some people will kick field goals, in which case the 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 other rule fits to sort or the old rule fits to sort regardless. So uh, let me know what you guys think uh, in all those places I told you to about 30 seconds ago. All right, let's skip to Deshaun Watson. Uh, We mentioned him before when talking about Jimmy G. Uh, Deshaun Watson still has not picked a team. 
yet. Uh, he has eliminated the Cleveland Browns uh, as a possible spot that he would like to go. Uh, so he will definitely not uh, be going to the Cleveland Browns. However, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons are still highly in play uh, due to Matt Ryan's signing bonus, which would have been, I think, today, uh, the 18th. They moved it back to uh, Tuesday, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson and where his decision is. He said he's going to take a few days to think about it, so he may make a decision over this weekend. Uh, it may be up until uh, Monday or Tuesday of neck of this coming week. Uh, but Deshaun Watson still hasn't picked a location, and I don't really think it matters where he chooses uh, because what I'm hearing and what I've heard based on a few podcasts I've listened to and some of the stuff I've watched on uh, on the NFL Network, a lot of the fan bases for these teams that can afford him and need a quarterback and can give up what they need to give up to acquire him, the fans are not a huge fan, <laughs> ironically enough. The fans are not huge fans uh, of Deshaun Watson leading their football team, and most of that probably stems off of the fact that of what he possibly or possibly did not commit in terms of a crime. Uh, it, it brings in the human aspect of football, and you can't keep the human aspect 100% officially out of anything uh, because at the end of the day, yes, you can call these these people football players and only care about them as football players, but they're humans. Uh, so if you disagree with a decision that somebody makes, uh, you're not going to root for them. And we've seen this, we've seen this with Aaron Rodgers the past few years. He's testy. Uh, he gets under people's skins. Uh, he comes off as extremely selfish. And that's why some Green Bay fans and some uh, per sports uh, icons that talk on the internet, talk live on TV, uh, start to st or try and stay away from uh, getting involved with Aaron Rodgers because they feel some type of way about the man. Now, listen, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a Vikings fan. I've watched Aaron Rodgers. You know my spiel. He's destroyed my football team since I became a fan. I get it. Um, oh, sorry, for most of the years that I've been a fan, I did have to deal with Brett Favre for a little bit, as well as Brett Favre trying to absolutely destroy my heart uh, by throwing a pick to Tracy Porter. But th I've talked about that too many times on this podcast as well. But listen, uh, it's it's absolutely wild. It's absolutely wild uh, to see that 70 65 to 70 percent of fans uh, for all three teams that seem to be front runners and the Falcons the Panthers and the Saints ironically enough all in a division with Tom Brady uh, who is returning for this year's season which I don't think a lot of people are talking about but think about that uh, Tom Brady decides to return to the Bucks. whether he plays for the Bucks or not we still don't know uh, it seems like he will uh, it seems like it doesn't seem like I, I haven't heard any info of him requesting a trade uh, to any other team however the fact that all the other three teams in the in the NFC South all are going for Deshaun Watson to try and compete says a lot about what Tom Brady means to the NFL uh, and what he means for the teams that are going to be playing against him within that division uh, for them to try and compete. But it's interesting to see how many fans don't want Deshaun Watson. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, what he's accused of doing, uh, he will not be criminally uh, found guilty or he will not be facing any sort of indictments uh, for what he's done. However, he's still going through civil lawsuits with, with these individuals uh, that have accused him of sexual misconduct and things of that nature as they were massage therapists. Uh, and he claims a different story, saying it was consensual and what have you. I, I don't 
I don't think that any of this is okay. Uh, if all of these uh, on both sides, to be quite honest with you, if, if it comes out that this is a giant coup uh, with all of these different females that are all completely unrelated, uh, if this is a giant coup against LaShawn Watson to try and get some of his money, that's awful. Uh, if Deshaun Watson did any of that of these things, that's also extremely awful. Uh, so I don't really. Uh, either way, it's it's an awful situation to try and deal with. It's an awful situation to try and diagnose uh, as a, I guess I'll call myself a sports podcaster. It's an awful thing to try and diagnose. However, I didn't think that he would get this much pushback from all of these fan bases uh, because it's kind of crazy. And if you think about the Saints uh, as a team and if you think about the Falcons as a team, I don't think that their ownership and their their coaching staff would would even want to entertain this type this type of player on their team, regardless of whether or not it's true or not. It's all about how it's perceived. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised, honestly, uh, of how much it how much football influences how you will take players and how you'll feel about players, regardless of what they've done in the past. And that's, that's basically how I feel. I think that uh, some people are skewed, some people are not skewed, and some people are in the middle about how they feel about Deshaun Watson being on their football team and being a leader on their football team based on what he's being accused of. And that's that happens in the real world, and it happens in the NFL. So uh, it's interested to see what happens with Deshaun Watson, whether or not he's going to end up in a place where he's wanted, whether he's going to end up in a place that succeeds and whether or not he's going to end up in a place that actually wants him, uh, even though he may really want to be somewhere, do they actually want him to be their quarterback? From one tantalizing, dramatic situation to another, uh, the Baker Mayfield drama right now in Cleveland is heating up and is about to boil over uh, because it leaked, and to be to give you a very small timeline, uh, Cleveland leaked out that they were interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh, then Baker Mayfield came out on Twitter and get a very good heartfelt to the all of the people of Cleveland supporting him uh, and how much Cleveland means to him. And then the organization, the Cleveland organization, the Browns organization, uh, was notified that Deshaun Watson would not pick him uh, or would not pick them, I guess I should say, uh, as as a destination for Deshaun Watson to play, uh, in which case right after Baker Mayfield officially uh, told the Cleveland Browns that he were he would like to be traded, in which case they then said, no, I will not trade you. This is the most hilarious thing that I've seen all week, and I think that this is, uh, it's amazing uh, that people aren't, and people are kind of losing their minds via the, via the internet uh, and via the sports world. However, you listen by by the Cleveland Browns organization going out and saying that they want Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield they are saying that they are okay with Baker Mayfield leaving if Deshaun Watson would have been a destination if Cleveland would have been a destination he wanted to go to Baker Mayfield would not also be on the roster after that trade was complete either Baker would have been released or he would have been included in that trade package that's fair to say and there's no way I don't I don't think around the fact that there's no possible way both of those players would be on the same team at the same time for a season. There's no way. Okay, so let's that's we've diagnosed the first the first problem. Second problem is now Baker Mayfield is requesting a trade. 
Now, he probably feels some type of way since Cleveland basically told him he wasn't good enough. I get it. And they wanted to go seek Deshaun Watson. I get it from both sides. Deshaun Watson, clearly a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. However, the criteria that they are using to describe Deshaun Watson being a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, everyone's coming at Baker's attitude and how he carries himself being a cocky individual. Look what Deshaun Watson is being accused of. So either way, if how you feel about it, both of them don't have clean slates in their in their ideal world. They don't have clean slates. There's they both have committed fraudulent acts. I guess you could use a loose term. Uh, one's being accused of this. One's uh, and by one I mean Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield's being accused of being cocky and doing ridiculous things in college, uh, as well as some of the things that he's done while he's been on the Cleveland Browns. I get it, but they're they're younger individuals. People make mistakes, right? But now Cleveland Browns are coming out saying they're not going to trade Baker Mayfield. Well, you were just willing to trade Baker Mayfield a few days ago, but now that Deshaun Watson's off the table, now you want to keep him. You think he's going to want to play for your organization after you were just willing to dump him off like like a like a dog if you can't take care of it as a kid, uh, willing to dump it off somewhere or, or, or any situation you want to use to describe it. it. It's ridiculous about how the Cleveland Browns are coming out saying, I don't understand. They basically make it seem like they have no idea why Baker wouldn't want to come back. I know exactly why he doesn't want to come back. You told him you didn't want him. And you pursued a player that hasn't played in the league in, in over a year, almost two years, that has either committed or not committed multiple sexual misconducts with massage therapists. How is Baker Mayfield supposed to feel? Don't get me wrong. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not the easiest person uh, for me to like uh, based on how cocky he is. And yes, he's cocky, not confident. Uh, there's a clear difference between the two words. Uh, I, I trust me. I know a lot more about that that relationship than uh, of those two words than than you might think. Uh, but however, listen, you 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 can't treat the man like that and then expect him to want to stay and play for your football team. He's not going to want to. He's a human. Once again, I feel like I've said that three times, but I have to reinforce it. It, it makes my point. You're not going to go out and try and ship somebody. And, and now people are talking and things are leaking and, and information is dropping about how the Cleveland Browns would be okay with trading with the Falcons if they don't get Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield for Matt Ryan. Now how is Baker Mayfield supposed to feel? Matt Ryan's overpaid and he's at the ass end of his career. So now you've attacked him with somebody who's who's committed morally wrong things, who hasn't played in a while, to Matt, Matt Ryan, who's definitely declined in the past three to four years and is expected to make four times as much money than Baker is on their both of their current contracts. I would be just as pissed as Baker Mayfield is right now. And I'm being bluntfully honest. I would be just as pissed as Baker right now. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But if he continues to act the way he's acting, it's going to be a problem regardless of what team he plays for. All right, we'll keep an eye on some of those quarterbacks. It always seems like the quarterbacks have the juicy drama news, right? But the quarterback is considered the most important position on a football team and is probably the most polarizing player on three-quarters of them currently. Uh, So we'll keep an eye on some some of these quarterbacks and see if they move. I expect... Every quarterback that I just talked about, except for Colin Kaepernick, uh, is going to have a new home by next week. 
there's no way that some of these teams are just going to hold on to these players. I mean, maybe Baker doesn't move. Maybe they work something out where he plays for one more year on his fifth-year option. I can see that as a possibility. Uh, and Colin Kaepernick hasn't gotten an opportunity in f- over five years, uh, so I can obvi- obviously see him not getting an opportunity this year, although I'd like to see it and see what he looks like. Um, but Deshaun Watson and Jimmy G are going to have new homes by next year. Or by next year. <laughs> Funny. By next week. But, uh, listen, we'll keep an eye on it, uh, obviously. Uh, and and we'll see. Just keep your phones handy and make sure you sign up for alerts on ESPN because that shit will save you forever. Uh, if you miss something, if you're busy for an entire day, you'll get all the good updates and all the stuff you need to, to track the NFL exactly how you want to, even if you can't in live in the moment. All right, so let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about some of these free agent signings uh, and a really big trade that came out last night, which basically almost made me fall over in the restaurant that I was at uh, currently. Uh, well, not currently, but last night when I got the update, I almost passed out, to be quite honest with you. But uh, some of the free agents uh, that were that have been signed since Tuesday, actually officially probably since Wednesday. Uh, so this is like a Wednesday to Friday type free agent updates. Not all of them, obviously, uh, but all the big impact guys. So first, let's start with Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson signs a three-year, $45 million deal with the Rams. Uh, he finally escapes Chicago where he f- it feels like he's been disgruntled for multiple years although I'm being told it's only been a year that he's been disgruntled feels like it's been multiple years that he's been disgruntled and he didn't really have that much uh happy how that many happy times in Jacksonville either where he started his career uh but 30 million of that 45 million is guaranteed you now see the LA Rams uh start to ramp up again and do exactly what they did and have done the last few years they're bolstering their team they've lost some players uh, in this year especially, uh, that, that are a big impact for their defense. However, if you think about Odell Beckham Jr. and think that after he rehabs his ACL, uh, which he injured late into the, late into the postseason, uh, if you think about him and whether or not he's going to be able to play this year, probably not. Uh, would be my guess, Uh, six to nine month rehab. uh, And you really don't see players looking like themselves until closer to the year mark. Uh, Besides Adrian Peterson and a few others that were able to come back relatively quicker. Um, But you got to think if Odell returns to that team, uh, they've got Allen Robinson uh, on that uh, in the the wide receivers that will currently be uh, on the LA Rams would be Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. You've got Van Jefferson. You have a very good running back in Cam Akers as well as Tyler Higby. They have weapons all over the field for Matt Stafford, uh, who is expected to also sign a huge extension but hasn't done so to this point. Um, But Allen Robinson gets out of Chicago. Listen, anybody who leaves an NFC North team, you know I will be excited for. Um, as a personal fanboy, to be quite honest, because I'm a Vikings fan, any uh, our defense right now very bad. Uh, so any weapons that leave those uh, other three teams in my division, that being the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions, I'm 100% for. Uh, so Allen Robinson, he was disgruntled. He was disgruntled forever. I don't like watching football players play while they're disgruntled on their football teams. It just seems like they're not trying, even though they might be, uh, which is a bad perception if you're an NFL football fan. Next on the list, Von Miller. 
Uh, Von Miller, former Super Bowl MVP, defensive end Von Miller, uh, leaves the Rams, signs a six-year, $120 million contract. Yes, six years, $100 million, $120 million contract. He's 33 years old. Just keep that in mind. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills, who are clearly going all in, uh, due to all of the moves that have currently been made in the AFC, uh, not only just this offseason, but also last offseason and the, and even the offseason before that. The AFC has been building stronger and stronger football teams. I don't think I've ever seen, and I've watched a lot of years of NFL football, I've never seen the conferences this lopsided. The AFC is huge uh, compared to the very minuscule NFC right now. Uh, the teams are stronger. Uh, the NFC has a way lower floor for some of these teams that are that are trying to rebuild. Uh, and it seems like all of the teams in the NFC that are trying to rebuild are taking longer than expected to do it. So the, the Bills said, hey, I'm going out and we're getting Von Miller. Uh, so $51.5 million out of the $120 million is guaranteed. I think that number is relatively low considering his age. I think he's going to get a lot of that money uh, up front and or in the first few years. Uh, and there's probably voidable years on that contract somewhere in there in the fine print. I didn't see that. Uh, I just saw the update of how many years and how long and the guaranteed money. However, it's going to be interesting to see what Von Miller adds to that Buffalo Bills defense. They were already good, but they were young. So now they have a leader on that team that's been around uh, and Von Miller can be in a rotation. They have young pass rushers as well uh, that he can kind of, I don't know what you want to use, mentor. You can use the word mentor a little bit uh, and use his leadership skills to, to make a huge impact on that Buffalo defense for Buffalo to finally maybe possibly get past the Chiefs one of these years uh, and make it to a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. Next on the free agent moves list, Chris Godwin, uh, who was on our list of franchise taggies. Uh, and I think he's the first person, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that. You guys can check me on that if you want. I think he's the first franchise-tagged player to actually receive an extension uh, after he was already franchise-tagged. So Chris Godwin gets a three-year, $60 million contract, $40 million guaranteed with the Bucks. He will remain with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, it's a similar contract to what Mike Williams signed in L.A. with the Chargers. Uh, very similar. Uh, those two players I wouldn't consider to be synonymous I don't think they're both the same type of same type of wide receivers however their productions are both relatively good uh, and in the same type of the scale if you had a scale from one to ten I would put them in the eight eight and a half possibly nine range in terms of skill for a wide receiver to affect a football team uh, but Chris Godwin gets the extension uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have already restructured multiple deals uh, including Mike Evans to clear some cap space. Uh, I think they also messed around with um, with Shaq Barrett's contract as well as Devin White. Uh, I think they messed around with one of the two of those two defensive players or maybe uh, both uh, to get some more cap space for the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, amidst Tom Brady returning to the football team uh, for another season at least. So good to see Chris Godwin, uh, Penn State alum. I love his route running skills, love his hands. Uh, he just got unlucky and got hurt last year. Uh, and they, if with him on that team, I think that team has a completely different postseason. Uh, with Chris Godwin's injury, it took a huge hit to that offense uh, and made Tom Brady look a little bit worse than he actually is in terms of finding his receivers while he's in the pocket. 
Next on the list, Tyrod Taylor signs a two-year, $11 million contract with the New York Giants. Yes, the New York football Giants. And I put this one on here because Tyrod Taylor's not an amazing, flashy player. Uh, and he's going to start as a backup on this team. But why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this uh, because he can make up to $17 million with, extension, with, uh, with incentives. So if he is getting incentives in his contract, I think I know what the Giants are doing. And I think you guys know what they're doing, too. Uh, I called it last year when this podcast first started. I gave Daniel Jones until Thanksgiving, or at least until Christmas, for them to figure out whether or not he's going to be a starter on this football team. They've got a new head coach who decided to not cut and or try and trade Daniel Jones. I'm giving him the same timeline again uh, that I gave him last year. And if it happens to be sooner, they have a backup situation. Mike Glennon was awful as a backup last year. They brought in two players that had never played before. Jake Fromm and I think it was Brian Lewerke were their third and fourth string quarterbacks last year uh, for the New York football Giants. Uh, They were awful at the quarterback position. One of the worst three teams, so the top three worst teams at the quarterback position last year in terms of productivity, the New York Giants were on that list. Uh, Daniel Jones does not look like an NFL quarterback, but guess who can be one? Tyrod Taylor. You've seen this man go through multiple hardships in the NFL. Uh, he was he was a similar EJ Manuel type quarterback, smaller. Uh, he doesn't have a huge arm, uh, but he reminds me of a Teddy Bridgewater type quarterback that's going to go out and game manage to get W's. He was winning games in Houston. While Deshaun Watson is doing whatever the hell he was doing, not playing football, Tyrod Taylor was game managing and winning games for the Houston Texans with the worst roster in the NFL last year. He got hurt again. He's relatively mobile. He is a bit injury prone. But at least now the New York football Giants as an organization, as well as all the New York Giants fans out there, just know that if Daniel Jones starts to shit the bed like he's done the first all of the years since he came into the NFL – I have no idea still why they drafted a quarterback out of Duke in the first round. Still will make no sense. I feel like they thought this was a basketball draft or something. Like Duke doesn't, Duke plays basketball. Duke doesn't play football. Why are you drafting a quarterback that hasn't proven much of anything? It still to this day makes no sense. But it'll make my dad happy, who's a huge New York Giants fan. Tyrod Taylor will be there when Daniel Jones messes up, which he will. Tyrod Taylor will be right there ready to step in and try and win football games for that football team. Next on the free agent list, Randy Gregory, former Dallas Cowboys defensive end, signs a five-year, $70 million contract with the Broncos uh, trying to, I don't know, the Broncos maybe see some Von Miller in in Randy Gregory. Uh, The funniest part about this contract is not um, that – Not that much of it is guaranteed. Uh, I thought maybe more than 50% would be guaranteed, but it's not. The funny part about it is the Cowboys offered him the same contract, and then he backed out at the last minute. Uh, And Randy Gregory, if you're not familiar with Randy Gregory as a person, has got into a bit of a little snafu off the field in terms of what he chooses to do, whether it be domestic violence, uh, whether it be... Uh, drugs, whether it be what have you. Uh, He's been called multiple times doing things off the field that would be frowned upon in the eyes of the NFL and has been suspended for doing so. 
uh, he saw a clause, as did his agent, in the at the end of this contract, uh, which made him flee from the Dallas Cowboys, and he signed the same contract without that clause in Denver. Uh, ironically enough, Denver, the pot capital of the world, uh, since now marijuana is basically legal in the United States and or is not being hardcore punished uh, in a lot of cities and or states nowadays in, in the U.S., but I, th- I just thought it was funny to bring that up because it came out that every single Cowboys player that is currently under contract has the same clause that Randy Gregory threw his hands up for and said, nah, I'm leaving. I don't like this. Every other player on that team has that clause except for Dak Prescott. That's 51 other players that are currently under contract. Yes, that number is not legitimate uh, because some are free agents still. Some haven't signed still. But at the end of the day, all of the Cowboys contracts have this terminology in it. Uh, And Randy Gregory said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this. I'm going to Denver. Uh, So Randy Gregory will be in Denver. And Denver continues to try and bolster that football team to try and compete with the best team in the AFC the past five years in the Kansas City Chiefs. Last on my list of free agent signings slash moves. It broke the internet. I saved it for last uh, for at least this segment. Devontae Adams, former All-Pro wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, has officially been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. And he then signs an extension with the Las Vegas Raiders five years and a little over $141 million. Unbelievable. Literally read this on my phone. And honestly, shout out to Tyler. Uh, He's the one who sent me the screenshot. And then I then responded uh, because Tyler's definitely going to listen to this podcast. Uh, Tyler loves the MLB, uh, but also loves drama in the NFL. And his phone seems to be faster than mine in getting updates because he always sends me the cool ones before I actually get them to my phone. So shout out to you, Ty. Honestly. But Tyler sent me a screenshot while I was out to dinner of Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders. And my response was, is this a real is this a real statement? Uh, or is this one of those trolls on Twitter? Uh, because I listen, I don't I didn't believe it. I honestly did not believe that Devontae Adams was serious about not playing on the franchise tag. I underestimated how much the relationship between Devontae Adams and the Packers had diminished since all of the Aaron Rodgers garbage and drama has been happening in Green Bay. Devontae Adams, I think, based on what I've seen and what Devontae Adams has said via social media, he felt like a second-class citizen in that organization. He felt like Aaron Rodgers was getting paid. He wasn't getting paid. He felt like he was being able, Aaron Rodgers was able to make calls and kind of maneuver his way to get some things that he wanted. Devontae Adams wasn't getting what getting what he wanted. So he told the Packers, listen, I'm not playing, trade me. And this would make zero sense for why Aaron Rodgers would want to re-sign with the Packers with Devontae Adams not playing. But it came out that it was clear as day and Rodgers knew that the relationship between Devontae Adams and the Packers had diminished to the point of no repair. So Aaron Rodgers re-signed with the Packers. Their wide receiver core are all up for age, all up for free agency. Randall Cobb just took a huge pay cut from eight and a half million to three million. And Randall Cobb's relatively old and also injury prone. So now Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw to. 
Uh, Equinemius St. Brown, who he's talked about on the Pat McAfee show as being a decent target for him, just signed a one-year deal with the Bears, I believe today or yesterday. Uh, listen, you, you're not going to, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be okay with just throwing to MVS, Marquez Valdez. It's not going to happen. So who are they going to get? They are clearly still interested in in a wide receiver, uh, a free agent wide receiver to come in and be a number one to try and maybe replace 75% of what Devontae Adams could have brought. But Devontae Adams going to his former college player and, and teammate, Derek Carr, they both played at Fresno State. The Raiders have now made a splash move to join every other team minus the Chiefs, who didn't really honestly, let's be honest, need to make a splash move in free agency. They don't really need to. They have Patrick Mahomes, they have Tyreek Hill, they have Travis Kelsey, and and their offense is awesome as well as their defense being good enough for them to clearly still be great year in and year out. But all of the other three teams have either bolstered offenses or bolstered defenses to try and compete with the Chiefs. The AFC West is going to be amazing this year to watch. I honestly am okay with right now, and I heard this on a podcast I was watching earlier. I would put up a petition right now to put every primetime game, uh, every primetime slot that is available should be first filled with all divisional games from the AFC West. Every single game from the AFC West should be on a primetime slot. And my buddy Greg's going to be pissed because he works early in the morning and primetime slots are not good for when you have to get up early. But that's what will bring money in for the NFL. Put AFC West divisional games in primetime slots. They don't necessarily have to be at Sunday night and Monday night football and Thursday night football. They can be at 430 on a Sunday. But they need to be in primetime slots because those games are going to be amazing to watch. And it is going to be an absolute dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight in the AFC West. However, back to back to Devontae Adams. This makes me extremely happy to the point where I can almost jump up and down. It almost makes me think that Kirk Cousins maybe got extended because the Vikings knew that Devontae Adams would be leaving Green Bay. Because you take Devontae Adams off of that offense, their whole scheme either needs to change or defenses are going to be able to stop Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have lost offensive linemen in free agency. They've lost Devontae Adams. And with Devontae Adams off the field, now there's not going to be blankets everywhere. You're not going to be able to key on things. And there's going to be different defensive schemes that are going to confuse Aaron Rodgers and make his play worse than he wants it to be and that it's been for the last two seasons in which he won back-to-back MVPs. So things have come out about Aaron Rodgers, uh, and none of it sounds good. Uh, but if you go back to Devontae Adams' tweets, they're very clear and concise. Aaron Rodgers and his relationship took a bit of a, a pounding uh, after Aaron got paid and Devontae didn't. All he did was get a franchise tag. Devontae Adams isn't getting any younger. He doesn't know if he's going to be able to get to free agency again in his prime. He needs to get paid and wants to get paid. He is a he's a top two wide receiver in the NFL and probably the best wide receiver, honestly, if you take speed out of it because he's not a 4-5, four, 4-4 four, four guy. That's fine. He catches everything and runs the best routes in the NFL. He should be paid $28.2 million a year. And to be honest with you, it probably isn't, but he sh- it should all be fully guaranteed because Devontae Adams is worth it. He put the work in. He took a back seat for multiple years for a contract for his team to win. His team didn't win, and now that team is still trying to not pay him. So I don't blame 
Devontae Adams for leaving. I don't blame him at all. You know who I do blame? Aaron Rodgers for being the most selfish football player of all time and basically taking $50 million and telling his team to kick it and figure it out because that's basically what Aaron Rodgers did. I, you can call me a hater. That's fine. That's fair. I, I kind of do hate him as a fan, but even as an objective sports fan of, of the NFL, you need to make team-friendly deals to make your team better and compete longer. And what he did via his cap hit, via his new contract, is making the Packers not able to sign players that are going to help them get to the NFC Championship, help them win the NFC North, help them get to a Super Bowl. So I don't feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers now. And you know who I'm really happy for? Devontae Adams, who for getting paid what he deserves to get paid as from me, the best wide receiver in the NFL, minus maybe a fantasy statistic where Cooper Cup would be better. All right, those are all the free agent signings that I took note to uh, when I was going through, kind of seeing some stuff. There's obviously many more. Uh, like I mentioned before, the free agent trackers up uh, on Google. Uh, the NFL has one. CBS has one. A lot of different platforms have them. Uh, so if you think you missed something, they, they divide it up by teams. So just go through, find your team, and see who's been released, who's been, who's gotten a new contract, and who's maybe even been traded that you may have missed throughout the day. I have one more thing to do before I say bye to you guys for this podcast, but players that have been released real quick, we're going to go through them. I've got four here that are huge, huge uh, problems for these teams because they've they've lost them, except for the first one, uh, because you guys know how much I love Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been released by the Tennessee Titans, was due to make $22 million this year. He caught 31 passes for 400 yards this year there is no way in hell I'm paying him 22 million dollars not happening but now that Julio Jones has been released there's two huge teams that are vying for him uh, and want to recruit him to come to their football teams one being Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers uh, and one being Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, so think about Mike Evans Chris Godwin and Julio Jones on the same team that is insanity That is insanity to think about. However, both of those teams are viable candidates and interested in Julio Jones and bringing him in for this upcoming season. Next on the released players, Cole Beasley. Should we share the same name? Uh, Cole Beasley, who was very polarizing for his stance on the COVID vaccine, has been a huge, a huge upbeat uh, player for the Buffalo Bills in the slot the past few years uh, for when Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and and formerly uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, were somewhat covered very well. Uh, Cole, Beasley, Cole Beasley's been fi- been able to find multiple areas throughout the middle of the field uh, to find and get easy catches for Josh Allen. So interested to see where he ends up landing uh, in this offseason of free agent frenziness. Um, but moving on, Logan Ryan, uh, not too much on him. I just like Logan Ryan and his podcast, uh, the player podcast for the NFL. I forget the name. It's I had it right at the tip of my tongue. Uh, but Logan Ryan's one of the hosts. Uh, awesome player. Uh, great veteran cornerback, similar to a Patrick Peterson uh, and similar to a Darrell Revis. 
uh, back, maybe not as good as Darrell Revis, but that old vet, older veteran quarterback that can still hold his own uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, and kind of come in as a leadership presence. Interesting to see where he lands uh, coming from the huge market, which is the New York market. Uh, ironically enough, both teams in the New York market are both awful uh, and have been awful for a few years now. Uh, but he he gets uh, released by the by the Giants, so uh, teams will be vying for Logan Ryan. Uh, but the last one is for my buddy Dave. Hopefully he listens to this. Huge Eagles fan. Uh, he's a huge hockey fan as well. Shout out to you, Dave. Fletcher Cox has been released by the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we, Dave and I have talked football. Uh, you guys know how I feel about personally about Philadelphia Eagles fans. Dave's one of the good ones. Uh, great conversations that we've had about football uh, when I go to visit uh, him and his lovely wife. Uh, who is best friends, uh, very good friends with my girlfriend, honestly. But we have great conversations about football when, when, when we hang out. Listen, Fletcher Cox leaving, he's not actually going to leave, in my opinion. There's articles out there. Uh, he had a huge bonus that was due to him relatively soon. So they did release him because they could not afford to get that bonus. However, uh, the two sides have been in the works of coming up with something new, uh, a restructure of what was currently already there in terms of a contract. So it looks like Fletcher Cox is on the way of coming back to Philadelphia. He is a big cap hit. Uh, but he does have a huge impact on defense. Now, people that I've talked to that are Eagles fans either love Fletcher Cox or hate Fletcher Cox. He's great against the run. He has interior uh, pressure that he's able to put on the quarterback. I don't think you could ask much more of a defensive player uh, that's been on that team for almost a decade, if not longer. Uh, so good to see. Uh, Fletcher Cox may be able to go back to Philadelphia uh, because there's going to be some turnover on their defense and he could be that one player that they're able to retain uh, and kind of help and coach uh, the younger rookies and or younger players they're able to bring in uh, so their defense can stay solid. All right, guys, we've got the MLB podcast coming next week. It's Friday. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Keep your eyes on the NFL. Things are popping off. Uh, we've got the March Madness going on right now. Uh, Kentucky, the two a two seed Kentucky team already lost to St. Peter's, uh, so it, it's wild in in March Madness right now, and that's exactly why we call it madness. Uh, any of you people that are have brackets out there, most of them are probably busted. Uh, however, if you're betting money on the games, uh, keep an eye on the over-unders versus the teams because there's been a lot of very, very weird results from some of these ba- basketball games for March Madness. Nonetheless, let's go Villanova. Shout out to Manny out there. Emmanuel Cadane. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, from the, e- the sponsor of the EK Parlay. Uh, he's a huge Villanova fan, so I'll be rooting for Villanova. Uh, let's go Nova. I'm down. I uh, hope they're able to take it deep into the into the tournament. Uh, at least maybe get to the Elite Eight. That'd be nice to see. But uh, for all you guys that didn't hear me earlier, please add me on Twitter at All In Man Cave Pod. Send me a tweet. Send me a message. Uh, any feedback, anything about the podcast, a question you might want me to answer on the podcast. Uh, I'm willing to do all of it, and I want all the feedback possible. Uh, add me on Facebook. Cole Hate, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y, Diaz and Dog, Tiaz and Tom, uh, as well as the podcast being available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms podcasts are found. I will talk to you guys next week. The next episode of the podcast should be the MLB podcast, but it will be next week nonetheless. So please keep checking the feed wherever you guys listen to 
the All In Man Cave podcast and just tell somebody, share my posts, talk to people about it. Anybody who would be interested in sports, share the podcast, tell them how much you love it, tell them how much you hate it. Just tell them something about it. That's all I'm asking. All right, guys. And like I always say, have a good day and later. Later.